Okay guys, welcome back to Overthinking Everything with Anna Lee. And my special guest today is Anna Svedin, my Hello. great friend that I've known for three years now. Is it three? Yeah. No, we're going into the fourth, fourth year. Fourth year, yeah. Fourth year, damn. Nice. Yeah. So um, we met each other in high school. Yes. Because you came over to Sweden. Yeah, to study one year so I can get Swedish so I could apply to university. Yeah, and so we met in the last year, senior year of mm-hmm. high school. And My second senior yes, year, that is. your second <laughs> senior year. And um, spontaneously decided to make a trip to Asia together. Yeah. Which was, I don't think a lot of people would do that. No, you know, I've been thinking about it and like how long have we known each other before we decided that we were going to go backpacking in Asia for months together all the time? Yeah. Like that was probably like six months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Six months. Damn. Anyway, so we went to Asia together and then you came to Sweden to start at Uppsala. Yeah, precisely. So now we're studying together at Uppsala, not in the same program. I'm studying media, and interestingly enough, Anna is studying... Peace and development studies, yeah. But mostly focus on peace and conflict. Which is not a huge contrast, but it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot more focused on armed conflict and how it starts and then how to potentially resolve it. Yeah, Yeah. and then I'm studying what causes those... (laughs) Yeah, what and I mean, no, they're conflicts. super correlated, I think, media and oh, yeah. conflict. I mean, especially now with social media, it has such a big impact on how conflict changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can hold people accountable. It can spread information in a totally different way. So it's a big dynamic that totally has not been included in our literature at all. Really? Yeah, not the role of social media. Not at all. Wow. Yeah, which surprises me. We've, like, realized we're doing a group project right now. We've realized that media is not taken seriously by governments and not wanting to have any kind of regulations, mm. which is concerning because there's a lot of things that can happen. I mean, the go- it's, it's in the government's interest to be as sovereign as possible, and the yeah. media is a check on that, so it doesn't surprise me. There's a reason that the media is supposed to hold the... Yeah. government responsible of course especially in a democracy but even in non-democracies it's kind of the way that people can hold the government yeah. accountable we had a funny guy come in he was from your department i told you about him he was a uh researcher oh yeah i remember you told me now professor also journalist and from india mm. and the whole thing about their president modi that he is like supported trolls on the internet in India to troll people who are against his agendas, which is just insane because India's like, oh, we're a democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was concerning. So, um. Totally undermines, yeah, the democracy. I'm actually writing about a conflict in India right now. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. The, what was it? Um, uh, Communist Party of India Maoist versus yeah. the government. And the government has used, like, security forces that have had serious human rights abuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was thinking someone in that power using media makes it more clear that, like, it's going to be a big part of, like, campaigns and Mm -hmm. it could sabotage a lot. And especially with something that we'll get into later, Mm -hmm. (laughs) deep fakes, which can cause huge harm on a lot of things. If you look at the U.S., like, the Trump agenda saying that 
the media is the enemy of the people. If the media exists to check him as a president and his powers, subverting that by calling it the enemy of the people is a horrible precedent and it's dangerous and people people believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's like very harmful yeah, for seriously. democracy. Absolutely. Just because he's, oh, I like, we're not going to get into the Trump thing. I was thinking of discussing Trump, but that will probably take a long time. Yeah. Just thought it was a good example. Yeah. That's a great example. So before we started recording, I showed Anna something. I showed her a video from Bloomberg about something called deep fakes, which she had never heard of, which I am surprised. And that's why when you say that you don't have any literature about media and everything within Mm-hmm. armed conflicts and all that. It kind of makes sense that you haven't heard about something like this. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what deep fakes are, I've written a little note card here so I can read out a little description. It is a AI algorithm that generates a video that never happened by either swapping one face for another or by allowing someone's motions and voice to be mapped onto another person, mm. which is scary if that person can also impersonate that person's voice. Yeah. That's crazy. There's some pretty serious consequences from this, I think. But they're also positive things, and that we should also talk about. But (laughs) the consequences kind of outweigh the positive things right now. Yeah. If governments don't take action in how they should regulate this, if it gets into the wrong hands, basically. Anna got to see the video where they talk about how it can be used to humiliate and blackmail people. Mm-hmm. either in power or organizations or anything like that. And the increased videos or deep fakes can also mean that a lot of people will question real videos. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah, seriously. It also takes away accountability from people. If Even if they were doing like the real thing, they could blame it on deep fakes, for example. Which I didn't even think of the first time I heard of deep fakes. No, I th- took it from the video. <laughs> Credit to Bloomberg. (laughs) Yeah, and of course, the the most obvious thing is that it could trigger political violence, sabotage elections, and unsettle diplomatic relations. Great! (laughs) What a smorgasbord! (laughs) But we should probably mention one of the really positive things with this is for people who suffer different diseases, like ALS, who at some point won't be able to talk Mm. or move, and they can have their voice recorded before they get to that stage which means that they can speak exactly through technology. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Stephen Hawking did, mm. but in a better way. Mm-hmm. Cuz for him I think it took a little bit of time to generate. What did he have? He had a computer. I think it was it was connected to his uh, his chin ah. and his lip. So when he so moved, it move. it, he could move in different like directions or numbers would be different letters. And so that's oh, how he would wow. write, which was pretty crazy. I'm actually really interested, when you watch the video, were you thinking of what you're studying right now, how this technology can really increase just, like, everything that you're reading in conflicts and yeah, so on? I was thinking about that. I think that especially with big, like, political summits, if other people want to spread misinformation, it's so easy to make it, create a deepfakes video and then get that spread on the internet. I'm just thinking about Trump and Kim Jong-un. That summit is coming up soon. And I don't know if people, I mean, if North Korea wanted to change what Trump said and then present that to the people, what a beautiful propaganda tool. Mm -hmm. 
and even just a thought that occurred to me now, which is probably less likely, but that governments could use this against each other. Because from the previous summit, they had very different perspectives on like what they had agreed on. Mm-hmm. And if like the US wanted to say, oh, no, this is actually what happened, they could potentially change like footage. Yeah. Although I think it's more likely that like civilians and non like high level politicians would be the ones actually using this technology to spread misinformation. Yeah. That's the problem with this technology is that there's so many people out there who have not been taught like fact checking and also taught that don't believe the first thing that you see. Yeah. And even I didn't even know that this existed and this is what I study. I mean, I can think critically about the news, but it's different. If I see video, it looks real. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a whole different thing. How do you detect this? Exactly. The How do you imp- teach people to no, detect this? No, exactly. The implication would be that either people believe whatever they see or that they don't trust anything that they see. Mm-hmm. Will we go back to writing then instead of like video footage? Uh, that's true. Yeah, that like the video will go so far with not being able to detect if it's fake or real, that video won't be used as any source. Yeah, potentially. That's crazy. At least maybe in the, like, meantime, until technology is able to, like, identify if it is fake or not, or before government regulation happens. I think that's the issue, that, like, this technology has come out without any regulation yet. Mm -hmm. The same thing with Facebook, like, the technology that they've been using to identify people's faces and things like that. There was no government regulation because the government didn't anticipate it. You can't expect it to. How do you deal with that? But is it up course, to the individual to like, Yeah. which is difficult because as a consumer, you have far less power and knowledge than what you're like utilizing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, whatever you're exposed to, you don't have any power in like what is fed to you through the no. media. So if something like this comes up and like you took ex- uh, Facebook as an example, is that people didn't know that this is what they were going to do. No. And to be honest, I don't even think Facebook knew that this is what they were going to do. No. That it's just evolved and that it's just become something that's getting out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've read a lot about this because Facebook has been in hot water just because it's a very sketchy company at the moment. Yeah. Just because we don't know where our media is or our information is being held or where it's being sent to Mm -hmm. or anything like that. The problem with today's media is that there's so many people participating in and creating things on these platforms, but the companies are making all of the money. So it's like a country were to have a bunch of labor going on without them making any money, but the mm. country's making money. It's a little bit yeah, like that. I hadn't thought of that. That you have a platform like YouTube where people do make money off of the views, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who can't reach the their guidelines now because they changed their guidelines mm. to how many views you need, how many followers or subscribers you need to be able to make a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of like the people who are making the videos are the company. Like they yeah. are the ones making everything. While the company is the one that keeps that platform alive and they're the ones that are creating more growth and mm-hmm. money. And it's still the individual that has to take responsibility oh, yeah. for finding out if information is incorrect mm-hmm. or not. So that kind of becomes yeah. the other side of that coin that mm-hmm. it's still the individuals create content. Individuals are also responsible for figuring out if it's true or not. And the and company also, yeah. makes all the money. I, I have to say studying media studies really opens up your eyes to what's going on in our world now with media like a professor said that after this course we will hate media like we really? we will know <clears throat> so much about it that it just kind of like 
you don't know what to do with all this information mm. because there's so many people that don't know about this or have thought this far or I mean I bet governments have but just the common person does not think about this every day no I mean that's why you're sitting at university exactly yeah. so for someone who I mean even someone who's not studying media studies would not be aware of this no just because they're so caught up in what they're studying and mm -hmm. what their career and what their future is that they're not really a lot of people aren't really realizing what's going on around them yeah and i mean there's so many students at the university who are like stuck in their own world yeah and i mean that's that's kind of what university is you specialize yeah. yourself in something because we can't all be experts at everything exactly. but that also creates a challenge mm -hmm. absolutely But Which, what kind of media do you focus on? Like traditional media outlets or social media? Or? Social media. Okay. It's all about the social media right now. And especially platforms. And right now, why I brought up the whole thing about Facebook and, and all these other companies where you're taking part in, like Instagram, the companies are making so much money off of your participation, mm -hmm. is because we're looking at a participatory culture where people are participating in or participating with. So okay. you have observers and people who are just there on the platform watching. Mm -hmm. And then you have people who actually create and make things for the platforms. Mm -hmm. I see. So you might have a lot of Instagram accounts out there who have like almost no pictures, but they love following other people and looking at their, their mm -hmm. pictures and liking and commenting. And it's the same with YouTube is that you have people who just watch YouTube videos. Yeah, absolutely. Would that, be you? that would be me. <laughs> I'm not creating the content. I'm just consuming. I mean, I would say for the past two years, that's been me. I have not posted anything on YouTube since, uh, yeah, since, actually, no, since last year. Still, it's the same with, with Facebook, that there are a lot of people who don't use their Facebook to, like, post things mm -hmm. and write about things. And that's where I feel having this course gives me even more, I'd say a little more anxiety on the fact that I, I need to need to share things and also be a part of like trying to make the media world a better place. Mm. Sharing correct information and being sure yeah. that I am not saying something that's incorrect or, or writing something or using a source that just is bullshit. I think that's a really excellent way of like taking what it is that you study yeah. and then being a responsible like citizen. Participant. Yeah, participant and do, spreading that. Do you want to hear a new term that I learned today? Tell me. Netizen. That citizen is of the net? Citizen of the internet. Like... <laughs> If Google this, anyone who's listening, this is an actual term now. Like, this is how far we have come in the media world, that there is a term for all of us that participate in the internet. We're netizens. Interesting that it's, like, citizen. It's not just yeah. participant. So, actually, anyone netizen. listening to this podcast is a netizen because you are listening to this on Spotify, which is a part of the network or internet mm. so one thing that welcome. i did look at though with social media and conflict when i was in hong kong this fall studying there i took one course in understanding social protest and my term paper i wrote about the standing rock protest in north dakota if you remember against yeah a pipeline, the mm -hmm. North Dakota Access Pipeline. Yeah, the celebrity got arrested. Yeah, yeah, multiple. The role of social media there was actually really important because it was able to hold the police accountable, essentially, because this was Native Americans predominantly. Mm -hmm. And in traditional media outlets, Native Americans are only ever portrayed if it's like something violent, essentially, is a study yeah. that I looked at. Um, and so if they had to rely on traditional media like news outlets and newspapers to present information about them, it would probably not 
portray them in the way that they would want to be portrayed. Mm -hmm. However, social media, which is like a raw firsthand individual account, gave them this power to frame themselves the way that they wanted to be framed, which is very important in like creating that movement and expanding it. Um, And then there was also a case when the police officers, there was a clash between the protesters and the police officers because they were on private land. And the police officers were shooting them with water cannons. And it was sub-freezing temperatures in North Dakota. And the police officers, or police uh, department, I should say, like released a statement saying that, oh, we're using water cannons to control fires that the protesters have created. And then actually live video came up on Facebook of this. And you could see that, no, they were actually using it for like crowd control. And therefore, they then updated their statement later. So this is a really excellent way of keeping people accountable, especially for groups that are usually like the underbelly of society and not portrayed fairly. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. I mean, that's what we've talked about too now is that a lot of people have the opportunity to take part in like civic participation. Like you can participate in movements and be an activist in a totally like different way now, like on the internet. Mm -hmm. And you can also be part of something that might be hundreds of miles away that before the internet and before platforms like Facebook, Mm -hmm. something like, let's say, March for Our Lives after the Parkland shooting would be something that I would not be able to participate in because I'm so far away. But I posted articles and I posted um, events and groups and things for people if they want to take part or Mm -hmm. donate anything just because I, I now can participate in something that's so far away, mm-hmm. yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, seriously. And then also, like you said, that individual people can decide their own narrative. Yes. Instead of other people assuming or or twisting the narrative. Exactly. Which media has a tendency of doing. Mm-hmm. And I think especially with, there was a recent thing that happened in Washington, D.C. I don't know if you saw this. High school students um, who were there with the MAGA... Oh, no, I didn't. I think I heard about this, but I didn't read about it. And all across the media and everywhere, Facebook, everywhere, it was just, like, splashed that this one teen was mocking an indigenous person. Mm -hmm. Later on, about 15 hours later, the narrative changed completely just Hmm. because they got more information. But, of course, this one boy, his image was completely ruined. And then he was brought in to... Uh, do interviews with big uh, American mm-hmm. TV uh, news outlets, and um, and now he's actually filing filing a lawsuit against wow. every media that portrayed him as something completely different, because there were other groups there, and it was a protest against. I don't really remember now, but there were at least three or four other groups there. And the other groups were also being really nasty, and they were all being nasty towards each other. Mm-hmm. So it was just this this one video yeah. changed the whole narrative mm-hmm. and everything that was going on, which was just mind-boggling when I read more about it. Yeah. Because you don't... That that's the problem with today's news, is that it's all about being first with the story. I was going to say, it's a first story, yeah. And then even if you go back later and say, oh, actually, correction doesn't really matter because it's the first time that counts. Like, people's emotions, you know, it gets into that more. Even if people logically might read it later and know, it still has that first, like, impression. Yeah, exactly. I'm concerned, but I'm also hopeful for a a bright future within media Mm. and that it will all somehow... I mean, we're always going to have 
problems, but that media will kind of lean towards being more positive. More responsible, maybe. Exactly. But, I mean, going back to this example, if we take it back to deepfakes, Mm -hmm. like, if someone had taken that video and edited it in some way, that could have had a huge impact, and it would be even more unfair. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. because it wouldn't even be true. Oh, yeah. Someone and then he wouldn't be given these opportunities at the news outlets and whatnot yeah. now to say, oh, actually, this is how it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if they had... If they oh had God. footage of him... Yeah, this this is what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. is that they have that footage of him, and then they... Because he doesn't say anything, but they actually put their face ah. on his face and mouth. Yeah. And... Because then they're right. Him saying things, which means that he will get... Mm-hmm. everything and like all the criticism for what he didn't do but yeah. it was someone else that was like messing and then around. i'll still push the agenda whatever the news oh, yeah. outlet wanted to i mean portray. the teens that that film that clip could easily have done that yeah i mean this like technology is public deep fakes man i'm super nervous about deep fakes i'm gonna be thinking about this all the time <laughs> <laughs> luckily they they have a they have a fake app it's called or okay. it's a fake app and it's it's really hard to make it look super clean and mm. like believable yeah but there are some people that are good at it and you have to be really good digitally to be able mm-hmm. to to do that there's one funny one of kate mckinnon you saw that one right which one was that um where they put hillary clinton's face on oh. a girl from snl yeah it, it, it's just scary yeah. just because she already has the mannerisms and everything mm. and the way that she she's like standing and stuff mm-hmm. and then just putting hillary's face on it it's just like wait what like who's who <laughs> It, like, she already looks like Hillary, so it just makes yeah. everything more confusing. Mm-hmm. So that could have easily been Hillary, and yeah. that's just scary. But I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to see what happens, just because, like, I feel like I'm a person who knows about it, and now you know about yes, it. Yes, thank you for enlightening me. <laughs> so now you can think about it. Yeah, I will. But um, it's also something that you could really feel anxious about, just because you don't know what what can be real and what not and mm-hmm. then also what can happen if we have a deep fake video that basically like destroys relations between who knows yeah i mean i'm just thinking about like elections yeah like if people put or people will create deep oh, fakes yeah. videos of different rallies and whatnot yeah. and that's where i feel like the government really needs to step in when those kind of things happen yeah just because as soon as something like that spreads on social media it's so hard to take it back Mm -hmm. so that's where they kind of have to figure out what's going to happen because i know the eu is looking at rules and regulations for this already but since it's in its early stages they don't really know what to do it's hard to know creating a law not might just create loopholes later since it's not really fully developed yeah well thank you for joining me thank you for having me I hope you had fun. I did. To this me is about a great this. conversation. Anne and I have always talked about this that um, some of our conversations should be recorded <laughs> because we can have some seriously <laughs> intense, intense conversations, conversations that I like wish I could keep. Yeah. And so I feel like we should do this more often. I agree. I'll just find a topic that I know that you will be like mind boggled by mm-hmm. and we could just talk about it. So I'm happy that you came, and I hope that you come back. I would love to. Thank you for having me on the show. No problem. Okay, guys, I'm signing off, and I hope that you guys tune in the next time. (laughs) 